probably because I can eat pussy like a pro. Kiss it, tease it, go down, like make it wet, lick, kind of be like, oh, I may not give you head. Welcome to the Let's Be Candid podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Layla. And on this podcast, we're bringing real stories and experiences of non-monogamy. We wanted to highlight the fun side of unlearning monogamy and how liberating it can be. Or awkward or ridiculous, (laughs) but it's always an adventure. All of our stories are real. Our guests are real, but their names might not be. Regardless, there's lots to learn and laugh about here. We do talk about adult experiences for adult ears. So pro tip here, if you think it might be inappropriate for someone else, we do ask that you are mindful of how you choose to listen to us. And with that being said, let's hop in. You're such a dork. I know, I know. Hi, good morning. What's up, Layla? We just started and you're already laughing at how much of a dork I am. I just adore you. You know that. Well, we should get one of the actual like film things that like snaps. We like they, they got to be like ten dollars. Yeah, online. Brian like claps his hands since we don't have one of those like clicker things, and it's just I don't know why it literally just tickles me every time. Anyway, I'm glad to be back on with you this week. So much has been going on. You said you had something burning to tell me about something Cody's up to. And you won't tell me what it well, is. Okay, so listen. So my girlfriend is was on a celibacy journey for a couple of months, which has been wonderful for her. However, she has inspired my husband to do the same, which I was so proud of him for taking this this journey and trying to focus on like what he what he wants sexually. So he was like doing like a sexual detox, right? And I'm so proud of him. And then like, you know, two days in, I'm like, oh, like let's have sex. And he's like, I'm I'm doing this celibacy challenge. I was like, that applies to me too? Like, I didn't think. I wasn't even thinking that it applied <laughs> to me too. So he's doing this whole challenge. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do it too. You know? I'm going to be like, I'm going to be celibate too. So I didn't have sex for like two weeks. And then the other night, we broke it. We didn't make it 30 days. But it was so fucking hot. It was so hot. Ugh. How, wait, how many days did you two make weeks. it? You made it two. You made it two weeks. I made it two weeks. Wow. Thank you. I'm very proud of myself. And I was like teasing him. And I'm like, I don't want to push your boundaries. Like, you know, I'm like putting his penis like on my pussy. And I'm like, don't do it. I was being a bitch about it. He became Mormon. basically. (laughs) You're like, like, I'm going to try to tease you without you. Just soak. Just put it in and let it sit there. Like, you don't have to fuck me. Yeah, exactly. Let it sit there. What? So, all right. So he, so you thought when you first heard it that he just wasn't going to have sex with other people? No, I just wasn't thinking about me. I was just thinking about him. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you, honey. And he's like, well, she's, ta- <laughs> he's like, she's taking yeah. this really well. <laughs> like, Damn. Okay. So then after you did, was it like, oh, we fucked up. Let's start over. It was like, hey, we did that for two weeks. That was a, cu- a fun experiment. Well, okay. So first... And we've done this a couple times where he would like kind of tease me with his dick and like sort of put the tip in and then, oh, no, you bad girl. You're not doing that, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought that's just what we were doing. And then he just started fucking me. And 
I almost came instantly because it was just, I wasn't expecting it. So my heart was just like bouncing out of my body. It was the most, like the most amazing feeling ever. Wow. When you think it's not going to happen and you want it so bad. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. And then yeah. at the very end, I was like uh-huh. tearing up and I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, did I take advantage of you? Like, was this not okay? And he's like, no, I, this was my decision. I feel good about it. We were connected. It was a special moment and I was like cool so are you done with the celibacy thing he's like no I'm gonna do it again I'm like fuck like uh, no it's so it so sounds Mormon I, it's like, I know. <laughs> like there's the guilt you went through the guilt afterwards like no we're in this together we're gonna keep mm-hmm. doing it real quick question like outside of having kids and like because like if you have kids there's a while where like you like maybe you didn't yeah. have sex you know when you're mm-hmm. pregnant and then afterwards outside of that is this the longest you two have gone without no. Having sex with each no, other? No, 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 no. We've been together for 10 years. So we've definitely had periods where we haven't had sex for like a month or two. Whoa. Why? I don't know. Because like when you're with someone for a really long time and you have to remember I've only been in this lifestyle for two and a half years, you know, so I didn't really know what I even liked sexually. So we were doing the same two positions every fucking time we're having sex. And it got to a point where I was kind of bored. Yeah. And I just didn't really want too. I think that's pretty normal, right? Um, we're going to bring this up with our guests when we bring them on because I'm curious. They work with a lot of people around stuff like this. They might have some insight. I've only had it happen with me and my wife with like if she did she did like a procedure once that like removed a piece of her like labia because it kept like ripping mm. during sex. Eesh. Ow. And so she just like got it done and it was like three weeks where we had mm-hmm. to kind of lay off of it. And then when we got back into it, like it was hard. I was kind of nervous. I didn't know how to start. I had to like kind of turn it into like an event. It was like, we're oh, going to go out so on a cute. date and we're going to drink and then come home and then like like have sex like it's the first time. When you come off that, when you've come off those times when it's been like a month or two, does it just happen or did you guys have to kind of talk about it and then it happened? I mean, I guess if I'm being totally transparent, a lot of it would be Cody saying, hey, like we haven't had sex in a while what's going on and I'm like well I don't feel sexy or I don't feel like I've been pursued correctly or I don't you know or like it's usually my fault so it'd be him having that conversation and then I'm like okay cool so the next day I'd be very aware that I need to start doing something different Mm -hmm. and my mom my my own mother would tell me Layla, if you're not giving Cody a blowjob, someone else is. So I hate when people say that. That is something they say about men. It's like, if you're not giving it up, he's getting it from somewhere. That is a common statement. I don't think that that's true. Uh-huh. I think so. All of my old vanilla friends cheat on their wives. I know some guys in my life who would never cheat on their partner. And like, no matter what's going on, they would never do it. So I don't think that it's blanket true. But I, oh man, what a landmine for you to drop <laughs> at the beginning of an episode because I, I don't want to step in it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to dodge it right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know that it's, I don't want to blanket statement that and say that all men are like that, but I think that more men are cheating than any of their women realize. I think a lot of people cheat. Yes. And I think that it's like not just men. I think there's emotional, there's emotional cheating too. Yes. I think, I mean, look, it, I think part of our belief system is a non-monogamy is more of a natural state than monogamy is in mm-hmm. nature. So I think that's part of it. But I want to go back to the blowjob thing. Cause, and, and it leans into what we're talking about today. Would a blowjob have counted as him breaking his celibacy? No. That's interesting. He says that it's all about penetration. So I can still give him blowjobs. He'll still go down on me. But it, for him, it's 
penetration. There's something about penetration that is making him do this. I don't know. Okay. And must have been hard because I want to say this. About a year ago, you posted a confession on a Discord channel. It wasn't Mm -hmm. our Discord. It was another Discord that we're in. And you made a statement that you firmly believe that you can make any man come from a blowjob. And it made it sound like you essentially have a 100% hit rate when it comes to these things. Pretty close. I've even floated for you to teach a blowjob class. You'd offer some people one-on-one coaching since then. And so I'm excited to have our guest today because she is also someone who gives tips on how to give head better. And I'm curious, like, I don't, I'm not expecting a cat fight out of this, but I am cu- <laughs> like, I think you both have notes and I'm curious if your notes are going to be similar or different. I'm excited to learn too, because I'm sure that there's a lot that I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm excited to learn other techniques. I love a challenge. So when someone with a penis tells me that they've never come from a blowjob, I'm like, bet. Come here. That's what it is. You're like, if they haven't, you want to give it a shot. Yes. It's a competitor in you. Yeah. That's your come from. I want to see where Tia's at with this. I, I want to bring Tia on now. Hi, Tia. Hey, that's how I feel with women. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you haven't squirted before? Mm, let me try. Oh, that's so hot. So you, so when <laughs> someone comes in and they say, I've never squirted before, you're like, oh, challenge accepted. Yes. That's how I feel. And it's so funny. I just got back from Same Same but Different Festival. And one of the girls, I helped guide her through a squirting orgasm. And that's now how she introduces me to her wow. friends. <laughs> okay. But let's let's just jump right in. Because it's not just like, like the guy coming from head isn't just your technique. It's his surrender to what's happening and like letting the, mm. the sensitivity hit to that point, right? And I'm curious for women, it's not just your technique. It is like their come from too and how they meet you, right, Tia? Well, it's the same thing. It's their surrender. They're being in the present moment. They're letting go not getting in their head so much. So yeah, kind of similar thing that you just said. Let's say I'm a woman and I've never squirted it before. What it, what's, what are the first couple of things you say to me to get me to the point that I'm I'm ready to go? Well, it's so many different people and different things. So you'd have to ask questions and dive into it. But many times some of the issues are they think it's pee. They don't know how to breathe through it. They're afraid they're not comfortable. There's just so many things. So it really depends on the person. I, I think part of the, I mean, Layla, you squirt. Like a, a part of it was like when you orgasm, there's like a tightening up that you do. But when you squirt, there's almost like a letting go. Yeah. Can you both yeah. talk about that a bit? Because like that, I think that is one of the biggest differences, right? Yeah. It almost feels like you have an orgasm like a guy. Do you agree, yeah. Layla? Like it feels like a release versus like orgasm, like inward is like inward and it's like tight and it's like intense. Whereas like when you squirt, it's like, <sighs> yes. So I am new to squirting. So I've only been squirting for like a year and I didn't think that I could. And then my sex therapist was like, no, you can. And I was like, oh, really? And when I'm getting fingered or having sex or anything, I'm usually pretty tensed up naturally. So my Mm. husband, Cody, he literally went online and was like, how do I make a girl squirt? And he was like, you need to fucking relax. And I was like, I don't know what that's like. So after I had to practice relaxing and then he was able to finally get the right moves, which he learned that when you're fingering, you're not going back and forth you're kind of going up and down Mm -hmm. right you're kind of hooking so between him learning what moves to make and me learning how to relax my body you know it's freaking shamu show yeah and like pushing towards the belly so put your finger in and then towards the belly towards the Mm -hmm. belly it's not so much for me up and down but it depends on the woman but like towards the belly pushing that like squishy spot that like gets really yeah there's like a button there (laughs) you can feel it yeah, yeah it feels like a raspberry or like a like a blackberry kind of like 
texture to it. So much to unpack here. I'm curious, like before you both squirted it though for the first time, because now you know what it takes, right? Now you've done it. You know what it feels like when it's going to come. T and I had an experience at a party together, which was new. I do want to share this in a bit, but thinking back throughout your life, were there times where you were close to it, but you had held back because you didn't know what it was? Yeah, I thought I would pee. Like we're just so afraid to like, make secretions or stink or anything that's embarrassing. So we're just so afraid. Like we don't want to pee the bed. That's embarrassing. So that's one of the biggest fears is peeing the bed because it does. It like feels like a bottled up, like you're going to have to pee, but you breathe through it. And ladies, it's not pee. There may be tiny amounts of pee, but it's not pee. It doesn't stink. It's actually kind of sweeter or saltier depending on your own body. But you kind of have to breathe through it. And maybe in a bit, a bit I can kind of like guide women. So like before we do that, like you're, Tia, you're awesome. You, you just jumped right in. You're like a lot of coaches I know that just like hop in. And sometimes when I go do coaching work, I'll like be doing it for two hours and I've never told people my name or like introduced myself. <laughs> and so Tia, you are a, I mean, your brand really is about female empowerment and owning sexuality and like the work you do online like i met you through seeing you on instagram under your handle which is sexy biz babe and you were doing stuff around empowerment twerking pole dancing <laughs> it was just a lot of stuff you were doing that was inspiring women to like own up and i didn't know you had a podcast at the time and i didn't know you had been trying to teach women how to let go and this is just part of it is there anything the listeners should know about you you know before they listen to you explain how you know what you know i was born and raised in utah and around a lot of shame, around a lot of judgment, religion. I grew up very born again Christian, strict, strict everything. So a big piece of women's sexuality is around shame. Shame around our body, shame around our sexuality, our desires, our everything, our wants, speaking up so many things. So shame is a big part of sexuality breaking through that shame really opens up a woman and men. I believe that as well. So everybody. <laughs> yeah. Our last episode was actually about that. It was like the, like the religious shame that a lot of people carry and then they end up in this space and they kind of let that go. And we're kind of like late bloomers. I don't, I don't know. You, like Layla, you said you've been in this space for a few years, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get into this until I was like 28, 29. T Tia, when did you hop into the sexual exploration phase of your life? Honestly, I'm a very sexual person. So even though I didn't have sex till later, like as an adult, I waited till I was a, an adult. I wanted to start trying things right away. Like I was just one of those people that I was like, ooh, I want to try this. I want to try this. Like, I'm just one of those people like I like to explore. I like to try all the different types like spanking, paddles, handcuffs, like first person I ever had sex with. We started like playing with things. So I'm that's just me. Okay. So then you, so you started, but then how'd you get from that to exploring to teaching? Yeah. So I got into the play scene about six years ago after moving to Orange County and I started going to like Sanctum and Kinky Rabbit and then Skirt Club. And it just taught me a lot of exploration of desires. And then moving to LA area, I started really breaking out of shame. And even though I was a marketing coach, all of my clients' testimonials was around breaking out of shame and being their true self and having confidence being, you know, making money doing what they love, but they were being more themselves. And every single testimonial said I helped help them with confidence. And I just started going down this rabbit hole of like finding my purpose and finding what lights me up. And it was sexuality. 
And it was like, oh, what do you talk to your friends about? What do you teach for free? What do you love the most? And it was sexuality. It was women's empowerment, orgasm. So then I just kind of like started diving down that loop. It's, it's this thing where like there's this hesitancy that humans have to like work on our passions because society doesn't say like, hey, here's what yeah. you're passionate about. That one's good. Go for it. But like I've been finding in my life for sure, I don't know about you, Layla, but like I love meeting people that just work on what they really give a shit about. Absolutely. People that are passionate. I mean, that's that's inspiring. It's sexy. It's something that I very, very much admire. I can meet someone like eight times at a play party and I have no idea what they do. I've never asked them mm. like, what do you do? Like, I don't know they're a lawyer. I don't know if they're a teacher or anything like that because it's not, it's just really about living your genuine true self in this space. Would that be your experience of people mostly in this world, Tia? I ask people. I'm a inquisitive person. So if I'm feeling the vibe and we're talking about passion, life, I just let it flow and I'll ask them. You get to meet some really cool, successful people at these mm-hmm. play parties and functions. It's interesting. Like I've met professional ball players. you know, like it's cool. And people are excited when they're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I wish they were more open about it. So have you always been very confident in your sexuality? I know that you said you grew up religious. So like, have you always been very confident in your sexuality? Or is this something that you kind of had to work towards? Oh, it's completely changed. Like I used to be more afraid of it. I used to hide it. I used to feel like it was wrong because that's what I was raised with and surrounded by. And that's kind of what my TED talk was about was like, I was afraid of it. Like even wearing red lipstick, I was Mm. shamed. And so once I moved out of Utah, I was like starting to break out of shame, break out of those layers and started showing that I twerk and that I like pole dancing. You know, I like my sexy side and that I'm successful. Like that was a hard thing for my brain to be okay with. Does your family and close friends, do they all know about this side of you? And was there judgment in the beginning? And how did you handle that? Yeah, no, there was. So I used to have two Facebook accounts, one for my family and my company that I worked for. So it'd be like my coworkers and my Mormon side of my family. They know this because I came out and then there was like my friends. And so I had two different personas and it started feeling really weird. What felt weird? I didn't feel seen by my family. Once I started being so open in California, I was like, they don't really know me. And I don't like having this second Facebook account where I just post once a month a random boring vanilla picture. (laughs) Did you end up like combining your Facebooks and you're like, fuck it, this is who I am? Yep. I shared a video in my fake Facebook and I wrote, I love pole. I do it for fitness. This is my dance. This is my outlet. And it was a very beautiful video. It was more like dancey, flowy, artistic. This is me. I'm shutting down this Facebook account. You guys can follow me if you want. But this is me saying goodbye. Damn. Wow. How did they respond? Was grandma like, oh, Tia Lynn, how could you do this? <laughs> so my grandma actually said like, oh, we love you. Oh. And like people said that they don't follow me. But, you know, they know I kind of lightly, delicately bring it up sometimes. We don't really talk about it. But yeah, they know. So they, they basically opted out. They're like, we love you. We're not going to follow it. Yes. They opted out. <laughs> Damn. 
Hey, I mean, that's a lesson. Do you have two Instagrams, Layla? I do. I have my Instagram with like my old vanilla friends and my family that I never post on. I never even look at it. I looked at it for the first time the other day and I'm like, oh my God, so many of these people are like pregnant and getting married and blah, blah, blah. Like I really don't keep up with my old life. And then I have my swinger kind of sexy Instagram where I post pictures before the play parties and I post videos of me out at raves and stuff like that that I, I wouldn't want mom and dad to see. Yep, that's what I used to do. It's like this this fear. Well, I also have kids. So like I'm nervous that their friend's parents are going to see something and not let my kids play with their kids. Like I don't want my kids to get mm-hmm. bullied for my lifestyle. So I am still like pretty secretive about it, which I wish I didn't mm-hmm. have to be because I'm very passionate about this lifestyle. And I wish more people could see like there's so much value that it's brought to my life. And it's so much more than just sex, right? But a lot of people don't see it like that so i have to be very secretive so true. Yeah, yeah it's like we don't have to be but it's like kind of that the fear is what puts us there you know like Layla, you're someone who i feel in the space is incredibly confident it's just an edge right that i have too man like i'm, I'm going to anniversary dinner with my family this weekend and like i'm not going to dress the same way i normally dress like there's kind of like a respect to it also like i just want to res- when i'm in their space i want to respect it and then right. when they're in my space in my life i want them to respect me they just don't always do that Right. right. I agree with that. I think that's a okay. Like I don't swear. I don't bring up play parties right. with my family. You know, it's just respect. And I think that's yeah. it. Also gets hard though when my mom is like, "So what did you do last weekend?" I'm like, yeah. uh, "I went to Home Goods, Mom." <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. It's like I got railed by six dicks yeah. at a time, Mom. Like, yeah. I have to. What do you want, Mom? Do you want the truth? So she's actually learned to ask less questions. There's like so. Why were you up till three in the morning? I don't understand. <laughs> Tia, I want to talk about confidence because when we were talking about recording this episode and you, you mentioned confidence earlier, you were talking about like when it comes to head specifically, but like the first step to giving great head to a woman or a man is to be confident in what you're doing in the first place. And can you shed some more light on that? Like, what does it look like to be confident? What does it look like to not be confident going into that? For sure. Can I say that this is for like men and women? absolutely. I remember when I hadn't given head yet and it's scary (laughs) and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's good. I don't know if it's the right thing. And men and women, since I'm bisexual, I can kind of notice especially with women, they're like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm like, uh, do what you would want. And then trust yourself, like go for it. A hundred percent. Don't be like, uh, uh, hesitating on each little part. That's where it's like not confident where you're confident. It's like, okay, I don't quite know what to do, but I'm gonna like have fun with it. I'm going to go for it and like pretend you do own that energy of pretending like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And then you kind of like figure it out along the way and I feel like that alone makes you better at it where would you put like asking for feedback in in confidence like how do you kind of relate those two things to each other Ooh, that's so good I think people who ask for feedback it does show a level of confidence but not in a like a beggy way does that feel good you like that yeah yes like Layla said it mm, do you like that yes that's confident so it's all about the tone. There's a porn star from back in the day. They're not a porn star anymore. And in all her videos, when she would start sucking the actor's dick, she would look right into the camera and she'd just be like, how do you like your dick sucked? And it was like super hot. Like I never heard the guy respond. And I just always assumed that before the scene started, he said it. 
but like that was so hot that she was she just went into it knowing like every guy's different so like tell me what you want and i'm gonna lean into that because that's what you said you wanted that is so hot i might like put that in my little mm-hmm. notes i want to hear more like details though let's talk just for the sake of the conversation let's talk penises so when you're okay. giving a blowjob to a penis what is kind of the first thing that you do? Because like, do you do you just gobble it right off the bat? Are you starting at the balls? Like what's kind of your routine? What kind of is your trademark with blowjobs? Most people, they want you to enjoy it. They want you, they want to feel like you're loving right. it. And there's an energy to that. So the more I have fun, the more I enjoy it, the more they will. So I kind of feel the energy. I'm a very energetic person. So my first thing is like, get into it, kiss it, tease it go down, like make it wet, lit, kind of be like, oh, I may not. (laughs) A tease. See, that's that's hot. I love Mm -hmm. to tease too. So I like to lick the balls for way longer than like I think most penis havers are probably used to. So it's lots of light licking on the balls until they're like, I'm going to fucking die. Can you do something? You have to do something. Oh, I like that. Or the taint. I love a good taint licking. Like get real close to the butthole and they're like, is she going to? Is she gonna do this? That is, uh, I might. That's exactly what goes through our heads. Yep. yep. <laughs> Have you ever noticed them be like tighten? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their, whole, their butthole gets real tight. I'm like, honey, relax. <laughs> I may or may not finger your asshole. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Is that something you ask for consent for? Of course. Are there certain things you do with your hands pretty consistently? So it's so interesting because I had a conversation literally last night about like blowjobs and differences. I've realized, yeah, like guys like different things. Like some guys like more of like the finger and then some guys like double and then some people like it tight and then some people like it loose. And so you really just kind of got to ask or like sense their reaction. For me, I like it super wet. I like, it depends on the size of the dick. Like if you can even fit a hand. (laughs) So I don't know. There's so many different things. I would say make it super wet. And then I prefer gobbling it up with my mouth. So like pushing, grabbing their ass. Can you deep throw? Yeah, I like it deeper. I think it's hot because I am into like a little bit of BDSM. So I kind of like choking on the dick, but like being fully stuffed. I guess. (laughs) That's so hot. I can only deep throat like medium to small dicks. Anything bigger, I just can't do it. So I'm all jealous of the girls that can like deep throat these like fat cocks at these parties. And I'm like, you are an angel. I can't do it. There's some tricks to that. Tell me your secrets. I'm thinking of all the different dick sizes. (laughs) (laughs) But like if it's curved, it could like hit your throat that worse. And I will say I'm a gagger. Like I have big tonsils. So I do like gag and I throw up, but guys kind of like that. If they're like curved or they're a bit really big, you have to hit a certain part of your throat. So it's not always like the dick is just in front of you and you're on your knees. Sometimes you got to turn around with their almost like you're 69ing, but you could just put your ass to the side. And so it hits a different part of your throat. Where it's not hitting your tonsils, it's hitting down ah. to relax your throat and it goes like a little bit deeper. It's a good idea. Just turn around and try different positions. Or lay down on the bed mm-hmm. and hang your head uh-huh. over the edge of the bed and let uh-huh. him yep. fuck your face. That's hot. Yeah. And relaxing. Like once it gets to that point, you're like, oh, I can't go deeper. And you're just like, uh, <laughs> you kind of like... You know, as the only guy on this, I will say like a lot of spit is great. The only thing I would add to this, and this is for like men and women, is like don't for for me, it was like don't be polite 
with my dick. Don't like, I'm not here for you to be like nice or kind to it. Just like go for it, have fun with it and get nasty. And I, I do the same thing when I give head too. like, like be wild and free with it. How are you being wild and nasty? Please share. Oh, like I go through like, oh man, now I'm on the spot. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm spinning on it. I'm licking it. I'm sucking it. I'm like licking around it. Like I think I, I've learned that like licking, like I don't know the name of it, but like the crease right where like your legs kind of meet your pelvis is super uh-huh. sensitive. So hot. And it's such a tease. Uh, if you look at a girl's butthole, it's like kind of crazy for them sometimes. Like, and then I change up speed. Like sometimes I'll just suck it. Sometimes I'll suck it and start licking it while I am sucking it. And like, I haven't mm-hmm. even involved my fingers yet, you know? Cause then I can involve my fingers. I've learned that a lot of girls like the whole, like like a pinky in your butt feels pretty good when you got something in your vagina, as long as you have permission. I am not polite. Like there's, I'm like drooling. Yes. I like that you're sucking on it too. Cause I don't think enough people are sucking on my clit period. Like they'll just be licking like up and down on my right. vagina. And I'm like, is that all you got? Like, I need you to suck my clit a little bit like while you're doing it. And I don't like getting my clit sucked. <gasps> okay. See, everyone's different. You got to ask. Yeah. You do get to ask someone, someone, when, um, I met I, I was hanging out with a lesbian couple once and I asked her I was like hey what do you I just assumed she was better at it than me because she does it more often I was like hey what do you do and she's like basically with my tongue I go through the alphabet and like I make the alphabet with my tongue and then like whatever works that day I just like keep doing that she was like literally like I change up my tongue motions I've never tried it but like what I took away from that was like what my partner liked yesterday might not be what she likes today so I have to like try different things and then whatever she starts responding to like keep going down that path but isn't there a point where like you want it because i know for me we're receiving head there's a point where like i need it to be consistent for me to come and is it like that for you too on the receiving end as women for sure once you get to that point where you're like oh this feels so good all this feels so good you don't change pace change speed change finger you know sometimes we're like feeling so good feeling so good and then they Uh change it go faster stay the same whatever we're like reacting to keep doing that's where we get off is like we're already in the perfect moment keep going keep going don't like all of a sudden speed up and we're like no we just turned a different route and that's where like the endurance comes in too is like my tongue might be getting tired at this point but like suck it up and like keep going like do not just disassociate a little bit and then like just get it (laughs) fucking done you know (laughs) but like how long tia like how long does it take you to come usually from someone giving you head? Great question. Oh my God. There is no consistent answer for this. (laughs) Not at all. I'm pretty fucking picky, probably because I can eat pussy like a pro. Some guys will never be able to get me off. And some people could get me off pretty quickly. Yeah. I got to warm up. I got to get excited. People know the trick that I think Brian was going to bring up. Wait, what trick? I want to know. A quick aside. So Tia and I... We've hung out a couple times, like in group settings, we had never played. And so we met each other at a play party recently. It was the play. And I was like, you know what? Like, hey, do you want to have fun? She's like, yeah, sure. And so we started out in doggy style, which is great. Tia's got a phenomenal ass for all the people not listening. Phenomenal ass. And you did this thing on the drive home. I talked to my wife and I was like, you know, she always asked, hey, what did she do that you liked? And I was like, you know, when I was fucking her from behind, Tia hooked her feet behind my calves which like gave me stability to like keep to thrust at a different angle way more efficiently and effectively than I ever have before. So I will give you credit for that. Do you know that? I didn't even know. Yeah, you did it. I think it's because you were kind of like worried about falling off the bed. And so your, your feet were hanging off the bed. So you're on doggy style on the edge of the bed and you 
hooked your feet around my like you would a pole because you're a pole dancer. You hooked your feet around my legs and you were just wait. I had another stability point other than me just holding your waist. Right. Oh, that's hot. Does it make sense now, Layla? Yeah, no, I see it now. I see it now. That's hot. And it's also like her probably being like, you're mine. Like, I'm keeping you here. Kind well, of. and my mind, too, is like, she's like, I could take it. So I was like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go. Right. So yes. so that was great. But then I turned you over on your back, still over the edge. And we were having some fun with it. And then at one point, she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to squirt. I'm going to squirt. And like, OK, here's where women are different. Some people want you to keep fucking them when they're squirting. Some people want you to pull out. And so you said pull out. And then you said something that confused the fuck out of me. You were like, you were like, <laughs> slap it, slap it. And I was like, what? Like, slap what? And you're like, no, like, slap my pussy, slap my pussy. And I was like, okay. So then I kind of started patting it. And you're like, no, harder, like, slap it, slap it faster. And like, so then I'm like sitting on this edge, like, just like patting your vagina. It's just like, like this. But then you start gushing everywhere. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like, well, that was new. That was different. Interesting. Wait, so he pulled his dick out, was hitting your vagina, and then you started squirting after he started hitting your vagina? Yeah, this is a new trick in the past like year or two. I don't know how or when I learned this or how. I think maybe I did it because it felt good to myself. And I was like, whoa, this feels really good. And then I just like <gasps> gushed. And I was like, okay, this is a thing. And I've never, like nobody else. But for me, it's like the button. Wow. Like it's faster than anything. It's like as soon as I get really, really warmed up, there's like this, <laughs> this like waterfall waiting to come out. And if you just like pat it a decent consistency, like hardish, like it's You're like, like a, breaking the like dam down. Uh huh. This is very hot. There's like five people in the room and like everyone was watching this happening. But hey, look, you were confident when you asked for it. And like, I was like, fuck it. Okay, cool. I'll do whatever you say. It was a little weird. You know what it reminds me of? Like Tia, like I like when people bite my dick. Mm, Layla made a face right now. That's like, I'm Ill. sorry. Bite like what? Like a little like, I, or are no. you like, ah? Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, and it's you want, like, you want like marks. Someone almost broke skin once. They like went a little too far. Like only one time. Oh. Like usually, so usually what happens is I'm like, like not bite and scrape it like up and down, but like go a little deeper, like Tia said. And then I just want you to like bite on my shaft. And usually people are kind of like sensitive about it. They're like, they do a little bite. And I'm like, no, bite it. Like I really want you to bite it. It's a oh, trick. Tia is like, oh, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hot. It's so hot to me to see how far people go with it. Oh shit. You don't want me on that. <laughs> like, okay. I got you. Next time, Tia. Next time. Next time. But yeah, slapping the are you gonna try, Layla? Uh, no, because I I can only squirt if someone's really like I've said before, like I need someone to beat my pussy up with their hand. Like I need them to punch it like no one's business for me to for me to squirt. So you can't squirt yourself like with your own hand. You can't put it no. in there and do it yourself. Interesting. Well, I don't know if I've actually ever really tried. Maybe I'll Ooh. try later. I'll try later. I'll let you guys know. Homework. <laughs> uh -huh. Breathing, letting go, making sure you're built up breathing through it and doing that G-spot like towards the belly. Yeah, I guess I could do that. I'm going to try it. I have to go get, I have to go yeah. get some toys. My house burnt down to you. So all of my sex toys and everything is all like damaged and like, it's just, everything's destroyed. So I need to go buy some uh, new sex toys and then I can try to make myself squirt. That's so sad. But it's cool because insurance is all like, here's all this money. So I'm going to go buy some like brand new sick toys. What I love about all these stories is it has nothing to do with non-monogamy. It's just like, even with your partner, you can do this stuff. Like ask for feedback. Uh -huh 
listen to them. I think guys, like for all the guys listening, like if you don't like the way someone gives you head, like you got to say something about it and vice versa for women. Like if you don't like how your partner's doing it, just say something about it. I think at the end of the day, I think we want to make each other happy. And if I'm like trying so hard already and it's not working, like, please help me. I want to try less hard and, and have you you know, have more pleasure anyway, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you tell me to do it differently. Right. Yeah. And there's a tip on this. And I'm curious what you guys think. I prefer to talk about it outside the bedroom Mm -hmm. where like, okay, you just had a sexy time. You just had a sexy session and you have some notes in your head that you would like to share. And it's good to start with maybe like, oh, I really like this. I like this. We had great sex. These are the things I enjoy. And then give them a couple tips on how to improve like the the positive sandwich. And then you can share that so they can try it the next time versus in the moment, sometimes it could kind of throw it off if you're like, wait, do it this way, change the consistency, do it this. If it gets too instructional, I feel like it could throw it off. What do you guys think? I do both. Honestly, whether it's my husband or a new partner, sometimes I'll be like, hey, move a little this way, move a little that way, do it a little harder, do it Mm -hmm. a little softer. And then there's times where I won't Mm -hmm. even really 100% realize that I wanted something different until after it's happened. If we're hanging out you know, later and I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, When this happened, I didn't actually super love it. Or next time, let's try it this way. So it kind of depends. But a lot of the times, I won't even recognize it until later. So it's fun to go over those things, especially if it's a lot that you want to give them. Maybe do it outside the bedroom or if you want to try something new. But I totally agree with you is like, okay, go to the left or like, ooh, it feels good when you do this. This pace feels really great. Ooh, go faster on me. It feels so good. You know, like make it fun. Yeah, exactly. If I, if you're asking me to iterate something, I want it real time. If you're asking me to full on pivot the way I'm doing something, yeah, tell me later. Well, one thing I do want to add to that, I agree with you, Tia. One thing I want to add is, and it's been successful for me, is like sending my partner porn videos of what I'm talking about. I think most people are visual. And so mm-hmm. if my partner's like, I don't understand what you're saying, it's like, let me find some videos of what I'm talking about and send those to you. And then let's go try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys ever had someone go down on you and you were like, this is just not going to work out? And like, have you ever had to be like, okay, come come up? Like, we're, we're done here? 100%. Really? What, how do you tell them to stop without being like, I hate you? Pull them up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want your dick. <laughs> right. Okay. That's not always a bad thing, guys. Please don't take it like, oh, when she says I want your dick, that. Right. Right. She's like, oh, I give awful head. Right. Sometimes I just want your dick. But yeah, pull them up or say I want your dick or let's fuck or something. Mm-hmm. Almost like push my legs up so they like kind of get the hint like. Come up here. What about you? Yeah, of course. I've had people think they were doing way more than they were doing. I think they were like a lot of head movement, but not doing much. Uh I don't know. It's like a like a poser mentality. You know, like the person who shows up like to tennis and they got all the right gear, but they've never actually played before. (laughs) You know. Yeah. And I've definitely had that experience. Or 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 here's here's something. I I think there's a correlation between like personality and the way people like give head. So Layla, part of why I think you are great, even though you've never played, is like your personality tells me you are. But I think Mm -hmm. someone that's like kind of quiet and shy and kind of talk slow, like they give head similar to like their personality type. So like I like if I want a good blowjob, like I want wild people. Mm. Like the more wild I experience you, probably the more wild you are in bed and it tracks. Because that's what I like. Yeah, I would say it depends. Because there are some really wild women that are so quiet and they let their freak flag out in the bedroom. So mm-hmm. that's completely opposite. Yeah. Somebody I'm dating now is very extroverted and outgoing and 
fun and like blah, 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 boop, 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 like hyper. But in the bedroom, this was a shift for me is he likes it more slow and like gradual and like starting at a one where I'm used to starting at like a six. Right. So this is a new thing that I'm working on. And then I also told him I like it a little faster. So like we're kind of like changing our strategy. (laughs) <laughs> with each other. Do you have any, and uh, since we're running out of time and we're kind of leaning into it now, like, do you have any E&M horror stories? So it doesn't have to be like horror, like gruesome, but just like, man, that was awkward. Had to pull the guy up immediately like that you'd like to share with the listeners. Ooh. Oh, this one's bad. Yes. That's the one we want. I came to one of my friend's houses. Like she was a friend, like we're close girlfriends. We've kissed. We've never played. She's not super bi, but a little bit. And she wanted me to have a threesome with her boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's just kind of go with the flow, see what happens. It was super late, New Year's Eve. I go over there. It's like flowing. We go to the bedroom. I think he ate me out. We're playing. And I can't remember if he starts fucking me or not. But I could tell the energy shifts. And she starts to get really jealous. And it's like, ugh what do you do in that position? And I'm like, okay, maybe we should end this. And then she starts getting jealous and we're all drunk on New Year's Eve. They like come out of the room and she goes like bonkers. She get like gets feisty. There's like food being thrown. (gasps) I went out to my car because I'm just like, peace out. Like this isn't my thing. I don't do this. I don't want to be around this. And so I go in my car and I just have to sit there because Ubers aren't coming. I'm not going to drive. So I'm in my car for like one or two hours New Year's Eve. No way. No. Are you still friends with her? No. Oh, no. Did you guys ever talk about it? It wasn't just after that. We were friends afterwards for like a year or two. But just that same chaotic, like, nature comes out in other ways where I'm not really like that. I don't want to be around people who, like, get in that energy and then they react like cool it down communicate so i was just like uh that was like the worst threesome i've ever had (laughs) was she throwing food at you or her boyfriend she threw food at her boyfriend i think i remember Ah! baloney and i'm just like what baloney do you do you like do you know what like what triggered it was it like they just she just hadn't planned on penetration or what maybe he was getting into like eating me out or fucking me and it just brought something out of her yeah and then she was like done yeah that's not the way to go about it like bring it up talk about it communicate it but don't like in the moment like get freaked out you could be like hey i'm not okay with this maybe let's end can we talk about this later? But it just, it was reactive. It was, it was a blowout. Okay. One last follow-up question about this. Are they still together? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Okay. okay. Just, well, okay. yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> that, tracks. that tracks. That tracks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Before, before you go to you, we have this segment around like questions from listeners and they'll submit a bunch of questions. And then when we have a good a guest that fits that, we'll bring this question up and just see how we all respond to it. We don't see these questions. Annie brings them up and then we kind of hear them at the same time that you do. So Annie, what question do we have this week? This week it is, how much do you spend on parties, on costumes, on lingerie, you know, things that make you feel really good? How much do you spend on it? Do you have any tips on how to ball on a budget basically? Ooh, I do. Okay, so I go to play parties pretty often. It's like every six weeks because I'm part of, one of them, I'm like on the team. And I have a lot of lingerie. So I would say some cheap places, which are, you know, Amazon. Amazon has Mm -hmm. everything. It's all about the keywords. 
So do that. And then also Honey Burdette has the best sales. Mm -hmm. If you don't know who Honey Burdette is, the sexiest, most quality lingerie, but they have epic sales where it's like 50 to 70% off. Get on their newsletter and go on it, search for your bra size and buy them. Like they're the best deals. And then you just have it like ready and handy. Like get your favorite color, get a set. You could use it over and over because they're just so sexy. Yeah. I spend probably between a hundred and four hundred dollars a month on all of those things i know i know whatever what? okay what? i don't you guys i don't have any hobbies okay <laughs> like i'm not doing anything else so fuck you but it depends on the month it depends on the month but i that's what one of my favorite things to shop for is like lingerie sexy clothes costumes i know we were talking about parties earlier and themes i love a good theme i love an excuse to go out and buy something new and some of these parties are five hundred dollars for a couple right so it really depends on the month but I spend at least probably a hundred dollars on some new stuff every week and I also I get a lot from Shein which I know is like a bad company and a bad yeah. business and no one should do it I know yeah, I know like whatever I buy stuff from Shein because I can buy 20 fucking outfits for a hundred dollars and I get to wear it and you wear it once and you like throw it away basically so I don't know that's what I do yeah Shein is very helpful because they have everything and it comes pretty quickly. <laughs> Oops, whatever, sue me. <laughs> oh, but it's so cheap. And then you can get quite a few things and get things that you can redo and add different accessories. Yep. And like I had staple shoes. Like I had my my play party shoes and then I had a like play party coat. And so those are like my staples and I kind of make it a thing. Cute. Like this is my play party coat. If you see me in this, you know some crazy kinky shit is about to happen and it's kind of like a secret. Cute. For guys, I do want to step in here a bit and just say like, it's more so like a message. Like fellas, like stop all wearing Calvin Klein underwear. Let, let's try a little harder. Like I do wear uh -huh. Calvin Klein's to parties, but they're like bright orange skin tight short ones, right? Or bright red ones, not the standard black ones. Try harder. And like- yeah. I have found that, you know, Rihanna's brand, uh, Fenty, Fen Fenty, yeah. Fenty makes a really good men's line. And oh. if you, you can go to, into Fenty at the mall and like there's sections, like unlike Victoria's Secret, like they have a ton for men. And so there's a ton there for you to play with. Oh, that's good. not that expensive. If you want to try something else, fellas, and look sexy when you take your pants off, try that. They don't have a Fenty in Orange County. They don't. We do have Wicked Chamber in Costa Mesa which is a phenomenal store. They have like of all genders, uh, lots of co like amazing costumes, great quality. So that's another, if you're in Orange County, Wicked Shapers. Right. Sure. Or just like, look at what, look at what like the LGBT community is wearing. Like it, it does look uh -huh. good on men. Like you wear, when you wear something that tight. Ooh. Tia, this is actually a good time to plug your, because <laughs> obviously you're, you're sexy business, babe, and you got business blowing up your phone during the podcast. What, how can people find you? Yes. Yeah, so sorry about that. You can find me sexy biz babe B I Z sexy in business. That's what I'm all about. Women can be sexy and successful. And it's my podcast, my Instagram. That's where I hang out. Feel free to shoot me a DM. Check out some of the wild podcasts. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you have any other questions. Oh, thank you. You've been great. This definitely has been so fun. It has been. I definitely want to hop on yours. I'm taking some tips away. Layla, are you going to group text us after you try to make yourself squirt? Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'm gonna, I don't know if I can do it, but... You can! Yeah, text or video. You know, it's up to you. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? I want to hear. And please, 
breathe. This is great. And then we'll probably have Cody on one. He, he wants it. He does want to trade tips. So like, we should just do it on a podcast. Tia, again, it was awesome. Layla, always awesome with you. Thanks for listening to you guys and for joining another episode. We'll see you back again here next week. Until then, please, please, please go try something new. And hopefully you get the chance to try someone new. Oh, yeah.